Cause I don't give a fuck what you say Yeah, I'ma do shit my way So you can go kick rocks I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make Yo, I got a lot of shit to say So I'ma do this every day I'll be writing things until I'm fucking buried in my grave Good evening, people. Good evening. How are we all? I trust you can hear me okay. I'm trusting that you can hear me. Um, but Ben's not here, so normally we don't have technical issues when Ben's not here, do we? <laughs> I think Ben is the technical issue. <laughs> so, good evening, people of the chat room. Shalini, Dread Eye, Julie. Spencer, Beats and Tapes, who else we got, who else we got, we got lurkers out there, probably, but yeah, so I'm having a glass of wine tonight, because it's quite a heavy topic, I think, reality, and what it involves, and yeah, well, it's not all about simulations, is it, we'll see, could just be, I don't know, could be anything, So, and greetings from Chaz to you good people out there. So how how are we doing, people? Um, it's nice to have these little chats, these one-to-ones, I think. Um, it gives us, gives us the opportunity to bond. Oh, I had a nap earlier. What's going on with my hair? I seem to be losing it. This is not good. <laughs> Better get the comb over fixed. Anyway, <laughs> so let's um let's let's talk about reality and what is reality or what isn't reality because if we think about it, and and sometimes you can't help but think about it, what what's really going on? Because I, I tell you what, let me start with a little story. Let me start with a little story. <laughs> a river in Brixton Hill. That would be cool. So, anyway, um, I, I, I got my daughter a laptop for her sixteenth birthday, which was quite good because I got it on Amazon, um, and they gave, they 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 are doing for if you're a Prime member and. We we joined Prime because of the gym because we were ordering stuff off Amazon for that. So we've kept that up just now, and what we've um, what I found was there are certain items. Um, usually, once they're over three hundred quid or something, that they, they give you um, interest-free credit on. Is the fire annoying you? Can you hear the fire? If it's annoying you, I'll put it out. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they give you interest-free credit uh, for twelve months at. Obviously, zero percent interest, um, which is pretty good, which is pretty good. I was quite impressed. So it's meant I've been able to buy her a proper gaming laptop, um, and me being me, I I just took the base spec and I've stuck an extra, I've stuck, I've doubled the RAM, and more than doubled, I've double doubled the hard drive, um, for for seventy quid. Because I can do it myself, you know, so I've already done it. But while I was doing it, I thought, you know, you have to take the back off it. So there's ten screws. Four small ones and and six long ones. And 
I was putting it back together yesterday. It's a uh, what kind of laptop? It's a Lenovo Legion Five um, with an RTX 3060 in it. So not bad for under nine hundred quid. And because it's on the never never, you know, seventy three seventy three pound a month. That's all right, you know, for your daughter's sixteenth. That's what she wanted. So or she didn't know she's getting a Lenovo Legion Five. She just wants a gaming laptop. I said, do you want me just to build you a desktop? And she goes, no, no, I want to keep my iMac. <laughs> she goes, I want to keep my iMac, but I want a gaming laptop for Windows. And I thought, well, okay, that's, that's fair news. <clears throat> um, this thing I actually get quite a good rap, uh, quite a good write-up, so... Anyway, um... So I was putting it back together yesterday after I'd upgraded it, and I mean everything's working fine, but I dropped a screw, right? And uh, I got my big torch out, and I've got a, well it's not a big torch, it's this thing, but it's really bright, you know, I mean if you, if you turn it on it's like super bright, put it behind me, as you can see, right, it's an LED thing, so it is super bright, right? Um, so I got my torch out, and I started looking on the floor. No, no, the screw's gone, right? I mean, it's only a teeny, teeny screw, teeny, teeny screw, but it's gone. So where's the screw? So I, I, I got down on my hands and knees. I even got down on my belly and looked right along the carpet with the with shining the light along it to re to look any bumps or anything. And it's not a shag pile, you know. It's carpet tile, so there's there's no give. You see everything. Screw's gone. Can't find the screw. Thought okay. So, um, put the laptop back together, minus a screw. Still works fine. And then I thought, today, well, today I remembered, the, well, actually, the laptop's lying upside down over on one of the other chairs over there, and every time I walk by, past it, I can see this missing screw. Only because I know it's there and I'm looking for it, but I'm going, where is that damn screw? And I went upstairs and found a really ancient, well she doesn't know yet, it's not her birthday until the end of the month, um, so she hasn't got it yet. But I, I went upstairs and got a really ancient Lenovo um, that I had acquired at some point in my life, and I thought, mm, I wonder if the screws out of this will fit that one. So I took a screw out, but no, it's too big. So didn't do that. Um, so Walked past it three or four times today, and where's that damn screw? Now, and this is this, this is where I'm, I'm I'm actually I've got a point with this story, right? Because I then got the light out again, you know, the big bright light, and I went down on my hands and knees, and there, there's no difference because um you 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 can maybe see that the windows in here are completely blacked out, so it's a it's a studio, so it doesn't matter what the what the um what the ambient lighting is outside, you've only got the lighting in here, but so I'm back down, back down on my hands and knees, right? And I'm looking and I turns the light on and boom, there's a screw. Picks it up straight away, right? Didn't even hardly have to look for it. Just turned the light on, saw the screw, picked it up, went over, put it in the laptop, screwed it in. Right? So there's the thing. Where was the screw yesterday? Because yesterday, I went over the entire space on my hands and knees, running my hand along the carpet, feeling for it, looking for it. You know, put light in from one side, put light in from the other. I must have spent over half an hour looking for a screw, right? 
that didn't come out right. But anyway, you know what I mean. So I, I then, I then, um, I then today I just turned the light on, looked down, and there it was. Bang, right? So the question is, was the screw there all the time? Now, instantly you're going to say, yes, of course it was. You just didn't see it. But how do you know it was there all the time? Because, you know, after I left here last night, there was nobody here. So if there's no observation, is the thing actually here? And you're going to say, of course, yes, of course it is, because you can always go back to it. But let's say you're playing Minecraft and you turn around in Minecraft and you see the expanse of of the world that you've created in front of you and you turn around and you see the expanse of it at the back. But it doesn't exist. You see it, but it doesn't exist. It's only drawn for you as you turn. And it's only there when it's on. At other times it's just stored. So, they say that observation collapses a wave function. You know, when you talk about, you talk about, um, the double slit experiment and all that, where they're sending, they're supposed to be sending single electrons or single photons or whatever. And I've got a problem with photons because I don't think you can have a massless particle that pretends it's a wave. Um, so it, apart from that, so they think that um, they think that only the observer makes a difference. Physics is really struggling at the moment. There's just so many things going wrong. And it seems to be that the more we get to know and the better the tools we have, the further and further apart the competing theories go. Because, for instance, like, you know, the multiverse theory where there are many worlds. And this is quite topical because what his name was talking about it the other day. Um, the guy that does the Y files. I can't remember his name. Um... But anyway, he was talking about the many worlds theory. And, he, you know, it was quite interesting. Um, but but observation, if, if observation collapses the wave function of quantum mechanics and, and, and quantum waves and things, then surely then at that point, everything collapses into reality for the observer. But if that's the case, how can it, and and if, if if observation does that, then observation has to be absolute, absolutely key to everything. But is it? Is it? Because I observed yesterday that I could not see that screw. And I thought, well, there's something that's lost. It will maybe get hoovered up at some point in the future and I'll completely ignore it as it rattles up the tube of the hoover and it will disappear, right? And then today I go down and I just, I didn't even go down, I just looked at it, at the floor and there was a screw right there in front of you, being observed and very much present. So, so the question is, how real is reality? And it's a good, I think it's a, it's a good question because let's talk, about, let's, let, let's think about time and and think about, um, does time exist? Because time, time's a kind of construct that we've put out there 
No, it wasn't on the disc. It it it, it fell on the floor, Spencer. It definitely fell on the floor because I was working on the edge of the disc, and it, I saw it. I saw it fall on the floor, and I saw it hit the floor and bounce. And at that point, even though I do have excellent eyesight, particularly for my age, I lost it. And it. I mean, it, it it bounced, it must have bounced about two feet, but I can guarantee you, I covered that area thoroughly yesterday. But these things do happen all the time. Um, and, and a lot of times, you you know, you go and look, you go and look in the fridge and this is the man v woman thing. You open the fridge and you go, nah, there's nothing to eat in there. And you shut the fridge and you say, what are we having for dinner? It's in the fridge and you open the fridge and there's something to eat, right? And or or I can't see the mustard, right? I, where's the mustard? I can't find the mustard. And your wife goes to the cupboard and pulls the mustard out and gives it to you. And you think, well, I couldn't see it because it was in plain sight. There's a lot to be said for that. But that that is a man and woman difference thing because when a man's looking for something, he's looking for something that's very specific and it's got to be in the centre of vision. And if it's not in the centre of vision, he's not going to find it. That's why when a guy looks for something, his eyes are all over the place. And that's why he gets caught looking at other women. Because when he looks at a woman, he has to look at the woman. You know, he has to go. Right? Whereas women don't. Women have a much better peripheral vision. And they pick things out of the corner of the eye. Because that's critical to how we allegedly evolved. You know, because if you're nesting, you've got to have your eyes on stocks to be able to, to f see where the danger's coming from. But if you're out hunting... And and let's be a little bit misogynist because women had the children, therefore had to look after them. Women aren't designed to run um, fast; they just aren't right. Most most high school kids will beat professional women runners. Uh, sorry, most high school boys would beat professional women runners over a you know whatever distance because they're designed they're designed to run, um, and. Uh, and you're designed to hunt, and that's why you have a very target, target focused, um, target focused vision. And and men, that's why men can drive at night and women can't. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making an opinion here. I'm actually stating a biological fact because women have much more cones than rods. Therefore, they see really good in color. They see great in periphery, but see at night, it's a nightmare because they can't see anything. Because Cones deal in colour, and there's no colour at night, it's all washed out. So when you put a woman in a dark environment, they struggle. And you notice this as well, even even if you don't think you do, but you could be walking along a, a dark road with a woman, and you could be walking along quite confidently, and the woman's like, you know, how can you see where you're going? You get that kind of thing. I mean, when we were driving through Sweden, and Sweden don't like the roads, especially the country roads, we're driving along in the 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 um in the old bus thing, and Andy's going, "How can you see where we're going?" And I'm going, "Well, I can see just fine, you know, because I'm doing sixty mile an hour or whatever." And she was driving, and we'd be down at you know thirty because she can't see as far, she can't see as well, and it's not about the quality of vision; it's just the biological difference of your vision, and and that's. You know, that's just one of these things. So we're digressing well tonight, aren't we? Um, but digression's fine. But let's get back. Let's get back onto the topic of reality. So is time real? Because we have time as this construct to give us a sense of what's happening and what's not happening or what's gone before and what's yet to come. But 
has what's gone before gone before? And has what's yet to come yet to come? Or is it all happening simultaneously? But we only have access to one particular point in time. Because if you think about it, when we started this show 15 minutes ago, right, and I said hello, did that happen? Well, yeah, of course it happened, because I know it happened. I was there, you were there. Um, and we can all kind of agree it happened, but there's nothing other than going back in the tape now and looking, or I say tape, I mean digital media, but, you know, so you, 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 you look back at that and go, yeah, okay, it did happen. Do you remember it happening? And do you remember exactly what I said? I bet you don't. I can actually, yeah, I have. Uh, oh, hello, Sophia. So I have read, I have read that. Um, but also, I've, um, I don't remember exactly what I said when I said hello. And I don't remember last night when I introduced all in and what I, exactly what I said. I said something about Twitter and I hoped that Elon Musk's empire would fall around him and burn in flames. But, that's a synopsis of what I said, but I can't remember exactly what I said. And this is this is critical because if I could access that point in time directly, I could I could verbatim say exactly what happened. So so if we if we think of time as like a loaf of bread, a sliced loaf, right? And each slice is a point in time. So at any one point you've got access to that slice. No, you can't toast it. Just concentrate on the matter in hand. <laughs> so, so at any one point in time, you've got access to that slice. And then it moves on to the next slice. But it only moves on to the next slice because that's the way that we perceive time. If we perceive time differently, there's no reason why we couldn't dip in and out of it. You know? Yeah. So, that's... Time, time's really, I mean, time's just a construct to help physics work. And, and you know, Einstein's theory of relativity is in disarray. Um, the multiverse is in disarray. Um, quantum theories and that, all, all of physics is in disarray because they don't actually know and observation doesn't prove what's happening. That's the problem. Because for us to really clarify physics, we need to observe, and we can't observe because our different theories are going in different directions, and our observations of them don't agree with the theories. So instead of making stuff up like dark energy and dark matter and stuff like that, what we need to do is start thinking properly and go, well, it's maybe time to construct a new theory. And and theories like the holographic universe, where everything's basically a hologram and you're really just spread out on the surface of of what? You could be on the surface of a black hole. You could be in the event horizon of a black hole. You just don't know. You don't know what's happening. And you can't observe it because all you can observe is your local, you know, your local environment. So you, you don't know. I mean, people talk about black holes and mathematically a black hole shouldn't exist. Because to prove a black hole exists mathematically, you need an asymptotically flat universe, and we don't have one. <laughs> so, so a black hole only exists in theory. And yet people say they've got photographs of a black hole. No, they don't. They've got readings that appeared in a data stream 
on a computer that's floating around in space and has then been sent back to Earth. That's not a photograph. That's not observation, is it? So God knows what they photographed. And then you've got the things where the huge dust cloud was going to collide with a black hole at the centre of the galaxy and would be sucked in and, you know, gone. So this huge dust cloud went right over the black hole and nothing disappeared. There was no event. What? How? What, how? How? Eh? How? How can that happen? How can that happen? Well, because black holes don't exist. Could that be the problem? Because you know, a lot of people don't like black holes. And this this is the part where we get into clashes between science and 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 our everyday reality and that people go, well, the majority of people, well, hold on. It doesn't matter if the majority of scientists think one thing or the majority of people think one thing. As I say, if you're wrong, you're wrong. If you're right, you're right. And until you can observe what you're being right about, then you'll never write. If you can't observe it, you can't claim it. So you can put forward as many theories as you like, but if your observations don't agree with it, then it's not it's not it's not real. It's not real. Or is it? What is reality? It's like they say, you know, if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one there to hear it, did it make a noise? Does it matter? <laughs> Does it? Does it matter if it made a noise or not? Does it bother you? Chaz, Chaz, is, Chaz is spaced out. He's lost it. He's <laughs> probably. Do you want? Do you want me full screen? No, no. Don't give us full screen. Oh my god. There's Chaz in the background. He posed for that previous shot. He's no longer in that pose. <laughs> my chair sunk again. Oh, so so there we go. So so what is time? What is reality? He's like, what is John on about? Yeah, he is. I mean, and and the thing is, this isn't a structural talk. This is just a chat with you guys. So, I mean, I, I could well be boring the pants off you and you're going, for God's sake, John, talk about something else. But let's talk about something else then. Let's talk about something else to do with time and then reality. And then what's going on with Russell Brand, right? So... So Russell Brand's been accused, apparently. Apparently accused. I haven't I haven't read the article yet. I I had a nap um, instead, so I haven't read the article. Uh, I haven't seen him, but I hear that he's been accused of basically of impropriety and his sexual shenanigans when he was younger, right? Now, I mean, he'd never made any stranger of being the fact that he was promiscuous, so. We we can take that as read. I mean, and you know, you know, I don't like Russell Brand. I don't find them particularly funny. Um, I don't find them. I don't find them particularly relevant. Um, I I think Russell Brand's in it for Russell Brand, right? But but by the same token, what's going on now is either right or wrong, right? So if you, so the question is. But if it's right or wrong, is it right or wrong? Because did he actually do anything wrong or didn't he? And people will say, well, the only people that know that are the person that did it, Russell Brand, 
allegedly, and the person it happened to, the victim, right? But is it the case that people don't remember things right? And by God, that's that's correct. People don't remember things right because we we touched briefly on that and how short term your your actual proper memory is, right? And people go back in time to things that happened maybe 10 years ago, 20 years ago in some cases, and go, oh, I slept with that guy, and now he's really famous and loaded, and I could do with some of that cash, and I think he took advantage of me because I was young and naive. But so was he. <laughs> you were both young and naive. And what you've done is you've put your 20 years plus experience into the mind of a say 20 year old right and going you know this happened to you this happened to you he shouldn't have done that you've now applied social norms from today to society 20 years ago and whether you like Russell Brand or not, that shouldn't be allowed to happen to him. And it shouldn't be allowed to happen to anyone. And and I'm pretty sure this is what's going on. You've got a group of people who had sex with Russell Brand, probably consensually, right? But now with today's standards and today's societal norms, what they've done is they've gone back and thought, well, he should have done this, he should have done that. He should. He shouldn't have done this. He shouldn't have done that. And they've said, right, he 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 he's taken advantage of me. And we want compensation. When no compensation's due, because you were never taken advantage of, and you're misremembering. And misremembering happens all the time because it's like it's like I. In fact, I think I said it last night. You, if you tell yourself something often enough, you will start to believe it. And if you hear it often enough, you'll start to believe it. You can brainwash yourself and you can be brainwashed by others. And, and we can say that that's a fact because all we need to do is look back at what happened over the last three years and say, I observed that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Can't you? You really can. Well, I think you can. See, see, and the... Yeah, Sophie says you have to discredit these. Uh, well, the problem is, the problem is, Sophie, is that because of the way that society is structured today, it's getting to the point where you have to prove your innocence more than your actual, um, more than your actual, more than they have to prove you're guilty. And that's not how it should be. But what they're probably going to do here is they're going to take a group of people who are all going to come up with a similar kind of explanation and then apply something like the Murov Doctrine, where if enough people say this happened, then it happened. And you were a bad man, you know? And um, it's it's basically it's basically ganging up on someone and, and getting a conviction because enough people said, that, yeah, he did that. And they don't even know, and maybe they'll just jump on a bandwagon, and that's the problem. Because they might be jumping a bandwagon, then they might not be jumping a bandwagon. So you don't actually know where they stand. So, so this is, the, and I think this happens a lot to famous people. You know, if you, if you're famous and white and good looking and whatever, you're, you you can be fair game. You know, you can be fair game for 
improprieties you've had in the past. That's why Ben and I take great care not to not to become too famous <laughs> or get too much money. Perish the perish the thought that you would even consider supporting us by, by clicking on ko-fi.com forward slash Jason Descent and dropping us a mere morsel. Perish the thought because we don't want to be we don't want to be attacked and vilified by these people. God, I begin to sound like George Galloway. So, but yeah, so so the, that's the problem. What did happen to Russell Brand? Was it real? Did he did he do it? And did he not? You never know. You'll never know in truth. But what will happen is somebody will make a determination, and it's a bit like it's a bit like hostage confessions, you know. Um, this is the ja <laughs> you know the Japanese have this thing where if you if you're a foreigner right and you commit a crime in Japan you'll get arrested and they'll keep you in jail for they can keep you in jail for seventy two hours and during those seventy two hours they can interrogate you during those seventy two hours you you are entitled to speak to a solicitor but one will not be present while you're being interrogated. And if um, if they want, if they don't, if you don't confess or you don't, you know, and Japan's weird, right? It's great society, but weird, right? So, so what happens is if you don't confess, they'll apply to a judge. They keep you in jail for twenty three days, right? So they'll keep you incarcerated for twenty three days in a cell, um, and they'll continue to interrogate you. And you still don't have access to a lawyer while being interrogated, but you can speak to a lawyer. And maybe after three or four days or whatever, you'll get to see your your, your family. They'll be able to visit you for 50 minutes a day. But they'll keep you for 23 days because you don't have a permanent residence in Japan, therefore you're a flight risk. So the Japanese court is never, you don't get bail, no bail, right? They're never going to let you out, okay? So you'll be in jail for 23 days. And then at the end of those 23 days, if you commit more than one offence, you can have 23 days for each offence. They don't run concurrently, they run consecutively. Right? So they just so that's 46 days. And then if you've not confessed by that point and you, they, they, they want to take you to trial, they'll keep you in jail until you're ready to go to trial. And you could be in jail for a year, right? And they'll say, look, if you confess, you'll get out and you'll get like 100, 100 year, uh, a thousand yen for fine or whatever it is, and people will go, yeah, okay, I'll confess, right? That's why Japan has a 99.9% .9 conviction rate. Now, just think about that. 99.9% .9 conviction rate. It's called hostage confession. So they won't let you go until you say you've done it. And it doesn't matter that you've spent a year in jail, you'll still get your thousand yen fine or whatever, and a criminal record. So, do not commit crimes in Japan, unless you've got a permanent residence. If you've got a permanent residence, you'll get out. But they'll still hound you to, to confess, you know? The thing is, you know, say, say Spencer was in Japan, you know, on work or whatever, and he inadvertently committed an offence. Or he was in a bar fight and he defended himself. 
and he, he gets arrested. Now, he's going to be in jail for at least 23 days, right? unless he immediately goes, yeah, I did it. And then they might let you out, or they might just keep you for the 23 days and then let you out, right? Either way, you're going to lose your job. 23 days without communication with your work. <laughs> You've lost your job, haven't you, mate? <laughs> so, so yeah. So, uh, anyway, that's, that's another nice digression we went down there, isn't it? Don't you guys learn loads of rubbish from me? <laughs> I must bore the pants off you. Yeah, I, I see we don't have a lot of people in the 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 um the view tonight, but hey, it's Saturday night. People should be out enjoying themselves. I mean, I'm sad. I'm here talking to you guys with my artificial fire on the TV. Um, so so back to reality. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> how, how how do you get? How do you how do you determine what reality is and what happens and? I like the um, I like the brain as a receiver analogy for for what's going on here because they've never been able to to determine where consciousness erupts from. You know, what causes consciousness consciousness or or where it comes from. And I think consciousness is maybe not within us, but comes into us. And then in which case it's like it's like the TV, you know, the TV is dumb until you turn it on and then it's full of information. It's full of information because it's picking that information up from the from the signal. And and our brains could be working the same way. And th this could explain why certain times when our brains start to malfunction as organic receivers, right? And we start to get the messages confused, just like Joel. You know, Joe's, Joe's organic receiver starting to break down and his messages are getting confused and he's coming out and all sorts of different things, you know, like like he used to teach political science at Pennsylvania University. No, no, you didn't, Joe. You didn't. But that's that could well be. Or is that, is that another reality bleeding in? Is that another reality bleeding in to his, to his receiver? Or is it... A blending from another you and another multiverse. Did was Joe a professor of political science at Pennsylvania University and did he teach there for four years? Do we know? Do we know? <laughs> um Well, did you see what he did the other day when he was at the thing in was it Vietnam he was in Vietnam and he he was making a speech and then he, he just turned around and went, I'm going to bed. Turned around and walked off. <laughs> at least he's honest <laughs> at that point. He hasn't been honest in the past though, allegedly. <laughs> so we'll see what happens there. But yeah, so did, did have anyone ever seen that movie by um, oh, Jet Li? Jet Li was in it. I think it was called The One. Did you ever see that movie? Every talk when they talk about multiverses and things like that, you know, they talk about talk about different movies like The Man in the High Castle and you know, Sliders the TV show, but you ever see Jet Li's the one and he discovers. So I'll give you a, a brief synopsis of the plot. So he discovers this guy discovers that multiverses do exist. And he comes across by some, I can't remember exactly what happened because I did watch it years and years and years ago. But what happens is he comes to face with himself and he kills himself. 
But when he kills himself, he gets... It's a bit like the Highlander, right? When he kills himself, he gets this boost of power. Because what he's done is he's taken out one of one of his copies in the multiverse. But the total amount of energy in the multiverse stays the same. So the less copies of you there are, the more powerful you become. So he then makes it as... His life's work, effectively, to go around killing himself <laughs> by taking out every copy he can find. And I don't know how he finds them, because he obviously has to do some kind of multiverse travelling. But it's, it sounds... It, well, it was very entertaining. It was very entertaining with a, a hint of what the hell is actually going on here. So, And, and the idea was that when he became the one... He would, there would only be one copy of him in all the multiverses, then he was going to be, he was going to be top dog, and nobody would be able to touch him because he would have all the power of the multiverse in one person, whereas everybody else's power is distributed amongst all the different copies, all going about doing their different things. One of them, Shailene, is a dog groomer, you know. One of them, she may well be. A truffle hunting pig. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad way. But you had to be at the beginning of the chat to understand the reference. So, yeah. Oh. Uh, right. Yeah, you're correct. Um, Joe, Joe shouldn't be working. But, hey, he's going to pull out. He's going to pull out. He's, I mean, the man is... The man is in the latter stages of dementia now. He's going to pull out. Um, he's got to. Should have pulled out before he had Hunter. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so I think I think he's going to pull out. He can't. Um, he can't. He can't carry on. I think when we was talking about the one, Jet Li. Oh, so maybe somebody else got down to the last two. I don't know who it was. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so, and then there's just so many. When when you start thinking about how people really exist or not, it's like, how much of what I see do you see? How much of what I experience do you experience? Even if we're standing together and you look at something that happens, you're you're organic receiver processes it different from mine doesn't it so i'll see something and you'll see something and you know we we can end up we can have completely different views on something that's just happened right in front of our eyes so who's right who's right and traditionally what we tend to do is we tend to go by consensus but consensus doesn't mean that that's right because if we know anything by now people we know that consensus isn't isn't um isn't isn't a valid argument for anything. So what do you think? Are we in a matrix? Are we indeed in a simulation? Philip Philip K. Duck, you know the guy that wrote Blade Runner and Do Androids or as he actually wrote Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, which they then turned into the more snappily titled Blade Runner. <laughs> and I've got to give them credit there. 
I think it made a better movie title than Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? But, um, you know, you know it, it's, it gets a point across, I suppose. But, yeah. So, so that's the... So, Philip, Philip K. Dick, I don't know if you've ever seen his um, press conference where he basically... He, he had a press conference in France back in the 70s. I think it was the 70s. And he basically said that Everything he wrote in his books was real. It wasn't. He didn't make anything up. Nothing in his books were made up. Um, but they came to him in dreams, where he lived those lives. So, if he's living those lives and dreams, and and one of them was the man in the high castle, where um, the Axis powers won the Second World War, and America was divided in two. The Japanese had the west coast, and the Germans had the east coast. And you know, when we think back, it's like them. It's like the old loaf thing. If we go back to the loaf of time, and we think back, well, if I'd made a different decision then, my life would be so much different now. But would it? Because you don't know. You don't know if at that if you go back in the loaf, you know, maybe that was three or four slices down, and you wanted to make a different decision. And you made that different decision, did your life turn out exactly the same, right? Not because you made a different decision, but because you're on a different timeline. Did another timeline split off? Are we indeed in a universe of multiverses? Or many worlds, you know? Are we in one universe that's infinite? In which case, if it's infinite, anything possible can happen. So there will be copies of the Earth at some point, and they'll be spread out infinitely in, in the infinite universe and we'll never find them and there'll be infinite copies of us but you know that's scary because that's how do you wrap your head around inf- you see you can't wrap your head around infinity we're not equipped to deal with infinity it's bad enough looking at the sky my daughter used to look at the sky and go it makes me scared because it's so big and so vast especially when we're in France right? because when you look at France is like, there's no streetlights. Um, rural France has no habitation. It's, France is empty. You know, it's a, po- it's a country that's, what, three and a half times the size of the UK and it's got it's less population. It's only got 60 million of a population. So France is just freaking empty and you look up and you can see everything. You can see the Milky Way. You can see the, the stars and you can see multiple stars where here, when we look up, we only see the brightest ones. But there, you can feel the depth. You can feel the difference in distance. And you look up, and she used to get scared because it's massive. It's just so massive. But now she wants to be she wants to be an astrophysicist now. I goes, how did you how did you go from being scared of it to want to be an astrophysicist? She goes, I just kept looking. <laughs> and that, that's a good attitude, isn't it? She just kept looking until it didn't scare her anymore. Now she wants to know more about it. Which I find but I find quite gratifying. That's a good thing to and maybe that's something that that you know, unconsciously Ben and I do, you know, we just keep looking. We just keep looking into things. We just keep looking for the next thing. We keep looking for for the explanation. And and maybe everybody needs to do that to a degree. And I think the problem is that very few of us do because I think I mean the guys, you guys that come along and listen to us, 
Completely, right? I mean, you you guys come come along and listen to us completely. Um, every week without fail, every day without fail on some occasions. And I really appreciate that. I think it's brilliant. But you aren't the people that need to be reached. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in the way that you people are switched on and you know what's happening and you understand that. But look at the, the amount of people out there that don't. So, so yeah. So who mentioned the Mandela? Vaughn mentioned the Mandela effect. What do you think about the Mandela effect? Do you think it's real? Um, because there's certain things in it that I used to think about. Um, I, thinking back, I thought Mandela had died, right? Because I mean, there was, there was a place in Glasgow called Nelson Mandela Place. <laughs> strangely enough, but that was. That was set up way back in the early 2000s, well before Mandela actually died, you know. Um, and you think, why did they name a place with after Nelson Mandela if he was still alive and in a prison? Because normally you wait until somebody's either been vindicated or not. But, you know, I don't know. I, don't, I, I hadn't really given Mandela an awful lot of thought. And then to find out that he was still alive and got out of prison and... I thought, it's, it's maybe just one of these things, you know, you hadn't given it any thought, and you thought, oh, I thought he was dead. But then again, I thought, um, who did I, who else did I think was dead? You know, there's always famous people you think are dead and they're still kicking around, you know. I know Roger Moore's dead now, but at one point, Roger Moore was still alive, and I thought maybe he died, you know. But, um, but yeah, the Mandela effect, um, it's... It's uh, excuse me. So the, there are things about the Mandela effect that are very peculiarly American. For instance, like the the Berenstain or Steen Bears and the the uh, the the Jeffy peanut butter and all this. These things are really American, and I don't know anything about them, but. Trying to think, are there any examples of the Mandela effect that, that got you guys? Yeah, Spencer, I'm I'm sure she had braces as well. Because you know, it made it would have made sense for her to have braces because that would have been, you know, the perfect romantic ending for that couple, wouldn't it? Because they both had braces, and that was the. So I, I, I don't understand. I, and the other one is I do not ever remember C three PO having a silver leg. <laughs> I just don't. I mean, I saw Star Wars, God knows how many times, and I never remember C three PO having a silver leg. Never. Um, the look, I am your father thing is. Um, what did he say? He didn't say that. He said, "What was it he's supposed to have said?" Uh, what did he say? I'm not. Sure. What was the line? Uh, I the Monopoly Man monocle. Yeah, I was pretty sure he had a monocle as well. I'll give you that. What well, what's the fruit of the loom logo? The fruit of the loom logo was like berries and 
or oranges and strawberries and things like that, was it not? What's wrong with that? What, what's it like now? Yeah, your C-3PO was gold, Shalini, but apparently he had a silver lower leg. I don't remember that at all. Uh, oh, he didn't say look. He said no. I am your father. So really, okay. Look, no. What, what does it matter? It's just, he's still saying he is his father, which he did turn out to be, didn't he? But anyway, um, Snow White's evil queen saying mirror, mirror. Yeah, I don't remember saying magic mirror, but hey. You know, that's good. this takes us right back, doesn't it? This takes us right back to to uh, to to people misremembering things. You know, is it all just a misremember? Because we're we're actually not good at memory. That's the thing, and you, you you certainly find that out in the police. Because if you didn't get a statement off someone really quickly and get it down in writing, then there wasn't any point. No point in coming back in a couple of days. Because statement will be completely changed because it goes through people's heads and things change. It changes, 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 everything changes, you know. Apollo 13. What about Apollo 13, Vaughn? How was that um, Mandela effect? Like, Houston, we have a problem or what? I am your father. Huh? Yeah, there wasn't a young Anakin ghost at the end of the Jedi. It was it was that. In fact, I don't know who it was because it wasn't James Earl Jones and it wasn't David Prowse. It was some weird guy who nobody would actually ever seen. They don't actually say, Houston, we have a problem. Do they not? Or did they not say it in the film? I don't know. Or did they just not say it? What did they say? We're fucked. <laughs> Guys, <coughs> can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was some random old guy that they put in Darth Vader's costume that nobody'd ever seen before. I remember thinking, who the hell is that meant to be yeah it shouldn't they shouldn't have changed that it shouldn't have been Hayden Christensen it shouldn't have been him at all at the end of Jedi so left it alone uh, and and see there's the, there's rewriting history so that that'll probably turn out to be a Mandela effect in the in the future People will go, oh, you think you think it was some random old dude that was at the end of Jedi when it was really Hayden Christensen's ghost? No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it did ruin the ending. The whole thing ruined the ending. I mean, the endings of Star Wars were cheesy beyond belief. The only one that ended with any kind of of um, authenticity was uh, was. Um, what was the middle one? Bloody hell. 
What's the metal one? Um, the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, that was the only one that ended. With, uh, what's his name? Han been frozen into a block of carbonite and cut it off. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it wasn't David Price and it wasn't James Earl Jones, that's what I'm saying. It was some random old dude that nobody'd ever seen before or heard of. And we all knew it was David Prowse and the and the and the suit. And we all knew it was James Earl Jones doing the voice. Right? But you know Empire was the best. Although I did like I did like Return of the Jedi purely for the gratuitous bikini scene. I hated Ewoks. Absolutely detest Ewoks with a passion. Almost as almost as bad as that thing, Jar Jar Binks. That just, I just, I just completely ruined that movie. It just completely ruined that movie. It's just so annoying and such an arsehole. It really is. I don't know who Sebastian Shaw is. <laughs> ben sitting there typing into IMDb. It was Sebastian Shaw. I don't care. I don't know who Sebastian Shaw is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they, well, yeah, yeah. They filmed the death scene in secret because they didn't want Price to be upset. Yeah, yeah. I bet he wasn't upset when he saw the bloody movie. <laughs> the prequels were terrible. The whole thing just took a that. Well, there was no point in doing the prequels because they were just they were just awful. They were awful. Greedo didn't shoot first. Solo shot first. If Greedo had shot first, Solo would have been dead. Solo had to shoot first. If see the problem is when you watch Star Wars now, what one are you watching? Because like Lucas made that many different versions of it. You don't know what's right and what's not. This is like a Mandela effect all of his own Star Wars. I'll just go with the one I saw in the pictures in nineteen seventy eight. How does that sound? <sighs> I don't know why they didn't have Prowse as the guy. Could, I mean, they could have made him up. They didn't need to. They didn't need to do the dirty on him. It wasn't really fair, was it? Green Cross Code, man. <laughs> do you remember the Green Cross Code? Look left. Look right. Look left again. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> He didn't need to say anything. They never used his voice. I mean, they could, he could still have been there and they could have still dubbed James Earl Jones' voice onto him. He was a bit, um, he was a bit of a cider drinker, wasn't he? From that neck of the woods. Yeah, so, um, I don't know if we've discussed, have we discussed enough of reality? Have you had, have you had enough? Have we come to any conclusions? Are we in a simulation? Philip K. Dick thinks we are. Or he thinks that we're in a multiverse or something like that. Or he thought, because he's dead now. But, yeah. 
What about the Alien movies? What about them? Does anyone like the Alien movies? I like the Alien movies. I know Shalini won't because they're horror movies, but... Um, Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, Alien 4, I don't remember. Alien vs Predator. I downloaded that one again because I'm going to watch that because that's the one with the pyramid in the Antarctic, isn't it? I'm going to watch that one again. Uh, quite fancy that. Um... I think they kind of, they, they kind of, they, you can get too much of a good thing, can't you? And I mean that those remakes they made with the that one with that one recently with the the boy finding the helmet or something like that, it's just awful. It went great, great, great. Alien itself was an awesome movie, and it was possibly bettered by Aliens and the fact that Aliens had more. Obviously, had a bigger budget and had a cracking, um, had a cracking, uh, cracking action theme going through it. I tell you what, though, it's really weird. Though. See that, see that scene in Alien when they first discover the big ship with the engineer, the space jockey, sitting in the seat. I've seen that, right? So I saw that, like, when did, when did Aliens come out? Seventy, late seventies. Late seventies. So I was having dreams in the early seventies, and I had this recurring dream that happened every bloody night for months, in which I was walking into a giant spaceship, exactly like the alien one, and there was a guy like the space jockey sitting in this huge chair at the end of the hall, and then I would wake up, usually. Screaming, <laughs> but I had this dream every night for months, absolutely months, and it's like weird. And then you go and watch, you go and watch, you, you know, the the movie Alien comes out, and you go and watch it, and you're like, holy shit, that's my dream, you know, that's just bizarre, weird. And it's not as if I had the dream like six months before Alien came out. I'm talking years before it came out. It was just weird. This wasn't a trailer, mate. No, no. This was years, years, years before the movie came out. Maybe five years before the movie came out, I had these dreams. My mum even took me to the doctor. No, I had the dreams before the movie came out about the scene in Alien when they walk into the big ship and they see the space jockey sitting in the big seat. So, just weird. I mean, have you guys, did you guys never have recurring dreams when you were growing up, or even recently? Did did you find that? Did you find that during 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 the enforced incarceration um, for for a respiratory virus? Did you find that you had more vivid dreams than you've usually having? Did you? I did. Don't know why. Possibly it was the fear factor coming out in your subconscious. Or were you escaping to an alternate reality? Because who's to say this isn't the dream and the dream is reality? Could it be? Could this be the dream? And when we go to sleep, we escape into our other reality, which is the real one. 
means the real one might be worse than this one, or it might be better. Interesting. Oh well, see the see if you've got nightmares, then your 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 other reality is no use to you, is it? <laughs> you want to hang on here as long as you can. <laughs> Can anyone do lucid dreaming? It'd be quite. It, 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 very, very occasionally, it's happened. You know, where you realise you're in a dream, and then you start changing things, and that that can that is really cool. But I can count on the fingers of less than one hand how many times that's happened. You know, you do dream, you just don't remember them, so you can get that out of your head straight away. He does dream. Um, he, 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 everybody dreams. Uh, if we put him on a brainwave monitor, we, we could tell him as well. So you do dream. Everybody does. Even dogs do. <laughs> no, sleep is not. Um, sleep is sleep is required. If you don't sleep, you die. Um, people that don't sleep do die. Um, so sleep sleep does happen. Um, people that say they can't sleep or haven't had any sleep, and and we've all said it. You know, I've gone a whole night without sleep. No, you didn't. Um, you did sleep. You may have slept. You may have micronapped. You may have slept for minutes at a time, or even seconds. Um, but you will have slept at some point, and you you can't go much beyond forty eight hours without any kind of sleep. Um, your body just can't take it, and you do dream. Um, your your mind has to do this in order to reorganize its thing. So you do dream. You just don't remember your dreams. That's the thing. And you know, I I noticed that as well because there was a lot of time um, when you when I was getting older, I thought I'm not dreaming anymore. But then I kind of trained myself back into dreaming. You know, so as I could remember them. So the thing to do is when you wake up, remember exactly. Start thinking of did anything happen, and you just you, you then start to get vestiges, and eventually you can come back to the fact where you can remember your dreams again. Um, because dreams dreams are pretty cool usually; they're better than real life. In fact, are they real life? That's the question. Are they? So there you go. No, you can't. You can't. You might. You might think you can, but you can't. You'll um you'll die if you go well beyond twenty uh, forty hours. You really will. You just can't go without sleep, and you will micronap, and you know as soon as you start, you know that's that's sleeping. It might not seem much to you, but you know that's sleeping like like uh, Joe does when he was at the Hawaii thing, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and you you if you want to keep doing that, Ben, you're just you're just asking for an early death. You really are. But that's just it's just one of these things. That's what happens if you try and not sleep. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, most of us are. Most of us do get affected by a lack of sleep. You know, um, one way or the other. Because it, 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 it's essential. Because you do need to. You do need to sort yourself out, or you you need to go back and you know make sure that your other life's going okay. Why do you despise sleep? I enjoy a good sleep. 
no point in having there's no point in being I mean right for someone that spies his sleep Ben why do you then continually tell us you're so freaking tired <laughs> maybe you should try sleeping <laughs> I don't know who said that Spencer you tell me <laughs> but sleep's not like that because you dream Right, and this is the thing. This is the thing that, this is the thing where I find anesthesia, 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 I find that really, really disturbing, because that's not right. Um, I've only had it once, I think. Had it once, right, and it is not right, okay, because it's like somebody turns the off switch and then you wake up and somebody's just turned the on switch. There's no transition. It's off, on, right? And that's the part I just don't like because there's no indication of passage of time in your head like if I want to get up at half past seven I get up at half past seven I don't set an alarm clock I don't go to bed going I'm getting up at half past seven I just wake up at half past seven right? if I want to get up at nine o'clock I get up at nine o'clock if I don't set a time I'll get up when I wake up right so but you know there's been a passage of time like I had a nap earlier and I thought oh I hope I haven't missed the show because I knew there had been a passage of time, right? <laughs> but with anesthesia, you don't get that. You just get this off, on, and that is not right. And the, th the other scary thing is the medical profession don't know how it works. And in some people it doesn't. Some people it just shuts them down but leaves them mentally on. And they can hear and feel everything that's happening, but they can't move. That's even scarier. That would be a nightmare. That would be like sleep paralysis, wouldn't it? No, I don't. I don't like anesthesia at all. Hey, uh, well, <laughs> the question is: if you don't sleep, right, you won't have a life. So, how can you be? Um, how can you be upset about something that is part of life? It's just part of life. And you know what? If you can't change something, is it really worth being upset about it? You know, things do upset us that we can't change, and there's no point in letting them grate on you because you know you you can change the part that you can change. Like I'm no longer paying Musk eleven. 11 quid? I thought it was $8. It was $8 when we started. So I'm no longer paying Musk 11 quid um, for a shoddy... Well, it's not even a service. It's a piece of shit now. It really is. So you can go and suck plumes. Plumes are small sweets. <laughs> for the censorship gods. But there you go. Yeah. Yeah, Shalini agrees with me. 
it, de it depends. The feeling of anesthesia as you're going can be nice, but ultimately it's an off switch, right? So you don't actually realise the point where you conk, right? And you certainly don't realise the... Well, actually, see, this is another thing. Can you can you change things um, through the power of manifestation that people keep going on about? You know, you know, if you if you if you manifest this, that will happen to you. Well, does it really? Does it? I don't know if that's true or not because I think what happens is people if it if it's if it if manifestation exists, right, right. If manifestation exists, then what uh, what was I going to say? If manifestation exists, are people man trying to manifest the wrong things? So are they trying to manifest material things like money, wealth, importance, jobs? Are they trying to manifest material things or are they trying to manifest metaphysical things or things that are good for your general mental health or things that will help you if life is but a journey of many souls in which you have to learn things as you go through it in order to ascend to a different level? I don't know. I mean, we're now getting into metaphysics, aren't we? So I don't know. Spencer wants to manifest the end of the fourth turning. Well, you got to wait, mate. Twenty thirty, twenty thirty before that starts to happen. Um, or before the end happens. <laughs> it's Formula One. I've got a new slogan. <laughs> Formula One net zero twenty thirty. No, no. <laughs> how can, how can a sport, right, that relies on something like fifteen jumbo jets to cart all their equipment around, <laughs> right? So they need like 15 jumbo jets to cart all their equipment around. Most of their staff travel in in commercial flights. Um, their high-end staff, i.e. their drivers and team managers and things, all, <clears throat> all travel in private jets, right? So forget the cars. Forget the cars that do, what, two, three miles to the gallon. Forget them. How? How? <laughs> How are you going to make that net zero? You can't. You can't, unless you're talking about offset. And if you're offsetting, then it's not a problem, is it? If you can pay your way out of it, it's never a problem. It's just a tax. So. All right, here we go. Yeah, yeah, Channel 4. Yeah, there's, there, there, won't, there won't be any... Um, there won't be any evidence. In fact, if you want to go and watch that, feel free. <sighs> Doing that to your dog is probably the worst thing you could ever do. I, I, somebody the other day said they put the dog food out and the dog didn't eat it and they thought there was something wrong with him and then they realised they'd inadvertently bought vegan dog food. Plant-based dog food, and the dog just wouldn't touch it because dogs aren't stupid. They might not be intelligent, but they're not stupid, <laughs> and there is a difference. So yeah, I think I think I've probably drivelled on long enough, haven't I, chaps? What do you think? Although we've got a good, we've got fifteen viewers now, so we get some extras. 
coming. I hope I've entertained you enough. Um, I think uh, I think the one thing that we've discovered about reality is we don't know what reality is, and and to be fair, observation is no guarantee that it's real, is it? We just don't know. You love my ramblings. Why, thank you, Ben. Dogs do eat meat. Dogs are carnivores and should remain so. So, um, with that, I think um, I think I'd like to say I'd like to say thank you for joining me in this little this little chat about uh, reality, movies, whatever, life, the universe, and everything. And um, and unfortunately, I think one of the big things about it is that there is no no there is no um no answers there's no answers people that's the problem um and if <laughs> you'll get your answer at the end <laughs> won't you you'll get your answer at the end or will you because if it's just an off switch that's still not an answer is it <laughs> so It would be boring if there were all answers to be found. Indeed it would, Spencer. So thank you one and all for coming along to join me tonight. Remember, like, share, subscribe, blah, 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 all that stuff that Ben puts out. You know you want to. Because you know, it's been great for you. Because I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, I'm going to do shit my way. So you can go kick rocks, I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make Yo, I got a lot of shit to say, so I'ma do this every day I'll be writing things until I'm fucking buried in my grave Six feet deep under, but my body won't decay Cause my messages are kind of so they put them on display Oh yeah, I rap with a certainty, I have a sense of urgency A message for eternity, for everyone internally I had some people burning me, but now they fucking learn to see I ain't the one to fuck with, now they looking nervously And I don't really care what you think of me respectfully You can kick rocks if you think you're fucking better, see I will outwork you, turn you to an enemy Hurt you so bad that you're gonna need some therapy I got the motherfucking recipe I've been cooking up hits, I'ma leave a legacy You'll be looking small when you're standing right next to me I'm five dead, bitch, but I'm ten feet next to me I don't give a fuck what you say Yeah, I'ma do shit my way So you can go kick rocks, I'ma stack bricks up Build what I want to make Cause I don't give a fuck what you say yeah, I'ma do shit my way So you can go kick rocks I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make Yeah, I'ma do it my way
Keep you no key clocks, I'm a stack breaks